Yes, guys, what is good? You are tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio's South Asian show. My name's Gerns. I'm joined here by Halima. One second. Now go again. What's up, guys? There we go. And we should also have Simran on stream. How are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're okay. We're having a bit of technical difficulties in terms of our camera isn't connected. So you probably can't yeah, see us right now. Guys. Yeah, so I, no idea why that is, but at least... Very, very typical. Very typical. It is actually not yeah. a masala show without technical difficulties. It actually isn't. This is just mad. Right, anyway, we played a bit of music, so now let's get in down and dirty. Um, And on that note, Mr. Matt Hancock. Oh, so... <laughs> oh my God. Right, so... For though, unless you've been living under a rock, you will have seen yesterday. Unfortunately, it was the sun that um, broke, broke the news. The news but yeah. like, first and foremost, commiserations to anyone who actually had to see it. <laughs> you, see, you see the video. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Did you, have well. you guys seen the video? Mm. The full thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, right. So for those of you oh, that don't know man. what we're talking about. Um, our health secretary, Mr. Matt Hancock, has been found out. He's been exposed because there's been a video from some CCTV mm-hmm. of him basically snogging his um, aide. <laughs> I've forgotten what her name is. Um, I think it's Gina. I Gina called. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But basically, she works for him. Um, and the besides obviously the moral implications of it given both of them are married with kids mm-hmm. um the thing that people have mainly been or the papers have mainly been focusing on is the fact that he's literally the health secretary <laughs> and is telling people avoid casual sex um avoid like don't go to y- your yeah. parents yard don't go to your family's yard don't, don't, don't hug people don't yeah, yeah. And here he is, snogging someone who's clearly... he's Gripsing her yeah. up, not just snogging. For those of you oh. that saw the video, you will see he was gripsing her up. Uh, Man was getting steamy in Westminster. So like... uh, <laughs> that's so ridiculous. It's actually disgusting. I'm sorry. Like So many people have come out and been like, I am now abstinence. <laughs> like, uh, sex is disgusting. Yeah. It's put me off a life. Uh, I don't know, man. Like... Made me so, so uncomfortable to watch it. Yeah, very uncomfortable. It just right? went on so long, and he was just moving his hands all over the place, and I was just like, "Matt, please." It's weird though seeing him like that because you know, have you seen all those other videos of him when he's like around people? He's very like socially, awkward. like actually, like a bit like that. So, so awkward. I mean. To give props to him, at least he's got a bit of confidence. Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, he's not getting gyal. That's what Carlos is saying. Basically, at least he's getting gyal. What are you doing? Not not If Mr. Matt Hancock can get gyal, like, what are you doing if you're uh, not? I saw a tweet which was like, How is Matt Hancock having more of a hot girl summer? (laughs) (laughs) You know, how am I I losing hot girl summer to Matt Hancock? Do you know, like, that's not something I had on my agenda for 2021. This is outrageous. It's funny, though, because Dominic Cummings literally came out and said, like, oh, they're going to use him Mm. as a scapegoat. So this is the next thing. Like, obviously, like always, we're saying we're not confirming anything. We're just, like, hypothesizing. Hypothesizing. There we go. Um, About 
what may be. Do yeah. we think it's a coincidence that this has been dropped? Especially considering, like, that CCTV, surely that would have been quite hard to get. Uh, hold bro, of, that footage like... was difficult to find. Mm. Them man had to, like, well, literally. Well, that's through, that this must have been an inside job, right? Mm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, and, it's, and it is like Dominic Cummings did come out and he did say that they will use Hancock as a scapegoat for everything that's happening. Next thing you know, his affair has leaked. And the thing is, is that I don't doubt that he is the only, you know, government official who is doing up this kind of scandal. Like, I bet you that kind of thing goes on in Westminster all the time. Mm. And yeah. it's just very convenient that out of all the hours of footage, CCTV footage, that someone was able to trawl through and find that specifically. Yeah, no, it is. And especially, like, the timing and everything. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I just, I feel like it was like, because we said this before when Boris got married, and it's a bit like you literally have so much money at your, disp- at your disposal, surely you would, like, wait a bit, and then you mm-hmm. can actually have, like, a nice wedding rather than tying the knot, like... I feel like that was a distraction, distraction. Tactic, yeah. and now that didn't work. So now it's like, okay, what can we do? What's the next this? thing? Like, uh-huh. honestly, uh-huh. and I don't feel bad for Matt Hancock, but I, I think don't he feel is, bad. Yeah, but like, it is definitely it, it's a bit. He's suspicious. taking the fall. Yeah, it does seem like yeah. he's kind of they they will be going down that route of take, using him as scapegoat for what the wider mm. government has been up to. Um, and also, I don't feel bad for Matt Hancock, but whoever has leaked it has now destroyed two families. Yeah, that's why you're... You know? So, go on. Sorry? Um, just that there is, like, you know, there's wider repercussions to leaking. When it's something of this nature, like someone having an affair, then you have to think, you know, there are children involved, there are spouses involved, there are, like, wider families. You know, it's not just, like... Man, Matt Hancock and the Gina woman, it's like everyone there involved. I mean, there was um, paparazzi outside her house mm. and she was packing like a whole car full of yeah. things. Like He literally made her pack everything. Yeah. I, I mean, to be so. fair, like it is obviously it is dirty tactic to leak an affair, but also like they did have the affair, you know, yeah. like no one yeah, really yeah, brought yeah. that family up apart from them. Yeah, no, it's just the only people I feel bad for really are the kids on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. on the, actually... I feel and the spouses the spouses but then also I'm like if you're gonna marry someone like Matt yeah. Hancock in the first place yeah I doubt your like sense you of like, morality <laughs> as yeah. well in the in, like that but obviously no one no one deserves to be cheated on so obviously fair enough mm. um but another thing that people have been pointing out is the um what's her name Gina yeah. The guy she's married to is like some like really rich millionaire oh, yeah, or billionaire. Yeah. So people have been pointing out like she like, ain't even gold digging. Yeah. She's actually <laughs> just feeling the breath. She's what? literally genuinely just feeling the breath, which in itself is yeah. even more worrying. Like someone get her like a psychological evaluation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh you know what's shady though? You know her brother, um, is mm. his company that was given a ton oh, of yeah. NHS contracts. Hmm. Like this man, this Matt Hancock here, he's he really doesn't believe in the law. For someone who makes law, he really doesn't believe in the law. Yeah, he's clever, man. Well, he's not that clever because he keeps getting caught out, but he thinks he's clever. That's slimy. Yeah, but it just goes to show in it. Like, it's, it, I guess it confirms what a lot of us always already knew, which is that people who make the law don't have to follow it. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, look how much Boris Johnson has got away with this, that, the other one. He's still prime minister. And like... the thing is, though, like, and, and this is the thing, guys, 
this is yet another Tory scandal. They'll definitely still be up in the polls. <laughs> like the next polling oh, yeah. like forecast, they'll be up. The Tories will be up. Make it make For sense. sure. It doesn't. <sighs> so what do we think is going to happen? First of all, do you guys think that he should resign? I mean, I thought he should have resigned from time. When they bl- they used yeah. like, Trace as a money laundering, that's when he should have resigned. Mm. But especially after this, I think in regards to the moral implications, you can't use that as an excuse to tell someone they should resign. But certainly from the perspective of he's literally the health secretary, yeah. he's telling people to take COVID seriously. Yep. And mm-hmm. here he is snogging mm-hmm. someone who's like, fair enough, it's a work colleague, but it's not someone who's in his like bubble yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So... Now, from that, and I understand, hasn't Boris Johnson like completely dismissed it already? And he just said, "Yeah, like we forgive him. It's like we're prepared to look past it or something." Is that what he said? I don't I, know. I'm, I'm pretty, I've not, I've not read it specifically, but I have seen stuff that he's he's acknowledged it already, which is the thing that makes me think, hmm, was this plan? Because surely, if it was going to be utilized as that way, he would have like, or... yeah. Well, maybe they're just trying to yeah. make, maybe they're trying to make it look real. I don't know. Yeah, like, I guess so. But oh, I I don't yeah. know. I, I think probably it's even them ones where like even if it was leaked, like they know that they can get away with stuff like this and not actually have oh, yeah. repercussions. So consequences were probably never on the board anyway. You know, like mm. it's just what did um, Hancock himself say in his apology? I haven't even seen. Like what was he just saying? Like oh, sorry for cheating. I think <laughs> I think he's actually agreed. I don't know. I saw it in a tweet, so I don't know if it was fake news, but I saw something about him actually agreeing to an interview with the Sun. But I understand why would you do that when they're the, the one, they're the ones that have exposed you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Obviously, from that front, I doubt they have much like morals in terms of that. But still, like more from the sense of like they're literally the people that have ruined your life. Why? Yeah. Are you... <laughs> well, but the know. thing is, though, his life isn't ruined. Like that's the thing, guys. Like, what are the? And this is almost like. On some level, like, obviously, I know we have to, we use kind of, like, humour as anaesthetic, political anaesthetic mm-hmm. in this country because we otherwise cannot deal with the absolute... Um, I was just going to use a bad word then, but, you know, we cannot deal with the absolute, like, rubbish that goes on in, in British politics. And, and often we do, as I said, we use humour to, 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 like, as anaesthetic, but also that kind of like sanitizes the problem in some ways do you know what i mean like it mm. kind of um makes light of it for example like what matt hancock did is like in terms of breaking the rules that he himself he himself has made and and enforced onto other people and people's lives have been like materially gravely affected by these rules um and for him to break that that is genuinely like a serious offense right but because we are so used to nonsense from this government that when we hear of these things at large people just kind of joke about it like the meme content in the in the past two days has been don't get me wrong phenomenal yeah no it's been (laughs) people are hilarious people are very clever people are very hilarious but we do this in like british politics and then as a result we don't actually Mm -hmm. understand the gravity of of the, the the transgression um and i feel like that i don't know like like he actually needs to be in trouble like he needs to face some kind of repercussion but he's just not going to yeah it's sad like and you know what's sad is like the people at the bottom up it's always the case that the people at the bottom you don't actually have that much you like are 
don't have that great start in life, don't have the resources, they're the ones who are being held accountable. Fair enough, they've acted wrong in whatever situation, but they're the ones that are held accountable and actually have their lives affected to a significant extent. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people in power, they can, like we've seen time and time again, they can do whatever they impu- want. They ha- yeah, they have complete impunity. Like, if you are a government official, particularly if you are a Tory government official, you can genuinely act without impunity. We see it from our prime minister, the highest kind of like a level of seniority in government. Our prime minister has been acting with impunity throughout this whole like pandemic, you know? Mm. So, so yeah, guys, let's not, let's not forget that what he actually did is like really serious thing and that like, he actually should be. Guys, I've seen Diane Abbott get more flack for drinking mm. a tinny on the oh train. Oh my God, yeah. Drinking a tinny on the train than I have seen our health secretary breaking his own health rules. And committing adultery. And committing adultery. In the process. In the <laughs> process. <sighs> well, so our conclusion. Okay. No, go on. <laughs> I'm saying it's mad because like these are the people that run our country. They're people that you expect to act professional at all times. And obviously we know they don't act professional. They're like buffoons on live TV and stuff. But mm. you don't expect to see their like intimate moments and they're like having their affairs and like grips in fatty and like, you know, moving mad. Like you don't expect to see that from the people that are supposed to be like literally leading the country, especially in times like this. But then think about who who are the people running our country, and it just goes. To it show. actually just goes. Yeah, it yeah. actually just goes to show. Like you got, listen. If anyone is out there lis- listening right now and they want to be in politics, they want to like you know work for government official or whatever else, go for it. You actually don't need to be qualified, guys. We've got a bloody buffoon as our prime yeah. minister. Do what you want to do. In Halima's opinion. In my opinion, <laughs> guys, I do want to say one more thing. Yeah, I know I said. Obviously, it's not a joke, and like, yeah, it's very serious. But also, I just want to talk about you see Munya Chihuahua, yeah, yeah, the turnaround time, <laughs> guys. Let me tell you, we do not have the same twenty four hours as Munya. Like, we just don't. This man is—he's—is uh, is he not the cleverest man in the world? Like, is he mm. actually not the cleverest man in the world? He is so funny, so clever. His work rate, astounding. Yeah. Like I would oh, actually rather watch him than like Sky News for like my my my. What did he do? Oh, he's already done a parody of the whole Matt Hancock thing and literally like. Oh my god! In a few hours, in a yeah, few hours. Like he released it last night. Yeah, and it's um, hilarious. It's yeah. genuinely yeah. hilarious. Yeah. He's so funny. I don't. Like oh my god! Watch it. That's crazy. Exactly. Like he's been fast before, but this is just another mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Like, like I saw a tweet that was like, "I swear he must get the news before." Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's even the one leaking it. That song that we just played mm-hmm. um, is by Kadiata and Nux, and Nux, in my opinion, is the most underrated UK artist ever. Oh, swear! And wanted to shout him out because I love him i love him i think he's so 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 talented That's and i just don't think he gets any of the recognition that he deserves like his song home it must be his famous song his most famous song but like it is so good like it is such a good song if you haven't listened to it you have to go listen to it because that type of like song that we heard just then is very like summer vibes very like i'd say like maybe like from 2018 onwards, we were talking about this last week with Freezy, actually. It's that type of music that we've been hearing, like, basically since... Yes, I was saying, like, pop with your friends, speaker, like, 
vibes like that kind of like vibe that's why when it came out and listened to it i was like oh my god i love this song that's why i gave it to you to play this week because it's literally giving me like that vibe and obviously the weather hasn't been great so i feel like i'm still like forcing myself to listen to like summer 16 songs just like get me in the mood yeah summer 16 this song by um kadiata i'm not saying that right but um yeah nux is a feature on it but even kadiata is really good he makes sick music as well but yeah i just love nux that's that's my that's my bit Hopefully they're listening to this one day. Not listening. Are they like, <laughs> oh my! I've never seen anyone do the heart. Like why? Why do? You... Oh, that's kind of good, you know. I've never seen. That's oh. kind of good. That can That's a really accurate heart. For those that. Wow. I don't know why I used to always do it. I used to always do it like that, but I don't know why I've lately yeah. I just started doing that. For I feel some like reason. I'm doing gang signs even. For those that are um, listening yeah. and watching, Simon's just made a heart, but she hasn't used like. Here, guys, she's done it like yeah, this. Yeah, she's done it. I didn't do my full hand. I just used my middle finger and my index finger. That's you very you cool. do you. Very cool. Speaking are of. You guys in the studio can't it now. I can only imagine. No. <laughs> I think she said that we're doing it back at her. We're I'll I'll doing it back at you, Simran. I'm sending you the heart back. Anyway, thanks, guys. You look like you are you look like you were posing for a Love Island photo, which brings us on to the uh. next topic, which is of course Love Island. Oh my god, guys! I'm so excited. Uh, return. I'm gas. I can't lie. I'm. Gas! I'm so excited. I love the violin. Why, why am I not as gassed as anyone else here? I'm not feeling it this year. I don't know why. I'm not. But I need to I give a disclaimer. Like I, this year. I generally love trash TV. Like I love it. I honestly, I love. Ask my family. Like every day, I'm watching trash TV. Mm. A lot of people yeah. don't know this about me. They're always very surprised when I tell them. I literally love it. It's like my bread and butter. Like you watch like Kardashians and that. I, everything. I just love trash TV. Actually, the Kardashians. I don't really watch. But I like I I know if I ever watched it I would enjoy it, like whenever it's on I I enjoy an episode. It's not something that I actually catch up on, but like I just love like reality TV, trash mm. TV. I just love it all, and it's so funny because obviously it wasn't on last year, yeah. and like on my um on my Snapchat memories, like this time two years ago I was traveling around Southeast Asia, and there were six of us in that group, and this was when Love Island was running this time two years ago, and every day so we we would take turns to download a week a free week of VPN on each of our phones. <laughs> And every day, all of us would gather around and between six of us share one phone screen and watch episodes of um, Love Island. Oh, As in there are snaps where we're all on the bed and my sister has got her legs like extended in front and she's got the, she's holding the phone between her two feet. <laughs> we're all just watching. Oh, Guys, oh, these times we'll be in Thailand um, and the highlight of our day is watching Love Island. <laughs> I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm judging you, but I know I do the exact same thing. Guys, like... it's just, it's genuinely riveting. And also, it's not just the show. It's the whole, like, Twitter commentary. You know, it's that feeling that, like, it's just great. Yeah, yeah that, I think that's the main reason why I want to continue watching it because... I didn't have any idea what it was until like season three, which I think oh, was twenty seventeen, really? and then Mayanka's family was watching it, and like my friends were watching it, but it was because Mayanka's family family was watching it, mm. and it was always on, so I just kind of like got into it, and then I actually started enjoying it. Yeah. But I don't think it's as good as it was. But at the same, no, time, it's definitely not. It's definitely yeah, not. Yeah, I don't want to not watch it because, mm. like you say, there's just so much you don't want the FOMO of not knowing yeah. what people are talking about. Like, literally, like, if you go on your 
I'm not even feeling it this year, but I know I'm still going to watch every episode because if I don't, either I'm going to go on Twitter and I'm going to get yeah. FOMO or my, my friends are going to talk about it and I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know who this person is, I don't know who that person is. Like, they're all going to be talking about, oh, did you see when she did that? And I'm not going to have like, a clue. So you kind of have to watch it to Honestly, like, be included. If you go on your, if you go on Twitter at nine PM every day, it's literally, it's just, it's all Love Island. Like it's literally a live it's stream so commentary for mm. Love Island. You don't even need. To, it's fair. You don't even need to watch it. You can like, you can like just. Yeah, you can Twitter, you can discern like, what's going on from Twitter. It's true. But I'm, I am true. excited though. I feel like the last season when they did the Winter Love Island, I did watch that as well, like bit at here and there. But like it just, I think they they kind of like overdid it a little bit. Like they just mm. rinsed it because it was so popular and they were trying to capitalize on like the popularity of it. But I yeah. think it was a good thing for the show that they had like a year and a half off, and now they're they're coming back and hopefully with a bang. Mm. But I feel like we've just been deprived of it for so long anyway. Like it's gonna bang by force. I think it's them ones. Mm, I don't know. I was kind of expecting, you know, like considering they were forced to take a break. Mm. But being honest, because obviously it hadn't performed as well or wasn't do maybe in terms of numbers it was still doing good, but it wasn't the same quality TV. Yeah. Like I say, like it's good quality, is it? You know, as you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, after the whole Caroline Flack incident oh, yeah. and everything else mm-hmm. surrounding it, so many people whose lives have been affected negatively by this That's and the whole true. mental health crisis, um, I thought, considering they'd been forced to take a break, maybe they would say, okay, this is the right time to just, you know, nip it in the bud and just not do it anymore. Um. Like, that, isn't, that isn't me saying, like, oh, I wanted it to end. But I just thought maybe that's what they would have done, but apparently not. I do think it's demand, like, the amount of money that it probably breaks in for ITV is way too much for them to ever betray the moral compass side of it. Whereas, like, there is, I believe, once this Love Island curse is so rampant, not even just people um, committing suicide and stuff like that, but the other, like, mental health issues that must come along with it because there are so many like little love island stars that we didn't even like notice you know the ones that like go out early or the casa and more ones and they all come in for like fame and they all think they're gonna be like the next molly may or whatever and no none of them have really gotten to that level um and i just think they must have to struggle with so much going from like being like influencers slash celebrities to then like having to go back to like working a nine to five or like getting a normal day job and stuff. And I just think there must be such a mental health problem amongst that section of people, not just Love Island, but just that kind of like genre of person that goes onto that kind of show in the first place. But at the same time, I don't think ITV would betray the bag like that. They're not going to fumble it. I don't. The amount of money. I don't think it needs to end. I just think they need to do better. They have better aftercare, yeah. Yeah, like, and also, like, before as well. Like, literally, I think as long as people know the facts, if they then go in and are negatively affected afterwards, obviously they still deserve to receive the support, but it's also, like, you were made fully aware of oh, what Oh, you think they're not doing, doing enough to give them, allow them an informed Yeah, and, no, just, like, tell them, like, yeah. this, this is this is what happens. Yeah. You need to be But well, do you think they don't know? Like, do you think people don't, like, do you think people, are, like... I just think a lot of them must be so blinded by the fact that they might think they're going to be the next Molly May and Tommy Fury, like, kind of situation. They're going to be, like, overnight millionaires, overnight successes, like, overnight household names. And, like I said, like, I don't think even probably like probably not even 90% get that chance um and I just think that they don't think about the repercussions they must just be looking forward to like 
what they could have. But obviously that's not the case in every situation. Mm. No, I definitely agree. I think they will be blinded by, like you say, by the fact that they could have it literally all. When you look at, like, Molly, May and Tommy, they're literally young 20-somethings living in, like, hale barns, like, literally. Is that where they live? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's literally, and it's so funny because I know, like, where it is and every time we drive past it, we're like, wait, like, it's so funny to just think that they're They're there. They're locals. Yeah, but um, they literally obviously have that. They're young 20-somethings. They can do whatever they want. They go on these high-profile holidays. Yes, um, the influencer life maybe isn't as glamorous as it seems, but at the same time, you can't deny they're in a very privileged position. Um, so mm-hmm. the, 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 that, that image is sold to people. And obviously, that's that's all they're thinking about, especially the type of people that go on it as well. Um, so young, they think that's an easy way for me to just get onto it. However, one thing that I have noticed about this season is all the contestants are, or at least the ones that are going in at first, are relatively older. The youngest oh, okay. one is 21 which obviously is Simran, that's like um, your age, and the oldest one is like um, 26, I think. So that's quite like a... A narrow range. I feel like that's that's young, but still like, obviously people our age kind of know what's up. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like... And usually you do for like a 19-year-old in there, so they're all like quite a lot younger sometimes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like... I feel like when you, you just finish school or something and you go straight into that, like, how are you not gonna not really know, like, what the world's like? Yeah, um, there is there is kind of a lot of ethical considerations, I think, on behalf of the team that they perhaps weren't properly accounting for before. And as a result, it has led to kind of a lot of negative implications of people that have been on the show. And I think... I think a lot of it isn't from the show itself, though it, some of it is because the show itself is problematic in many ways. But it is, like Halima said earlier, the aftercare of when people might not get the fame that they thought they would get or, you know, they come out and the public opinion is not necessarily as as um, positive as they thought it might have been. Mm. And then just, like, the kind of, like, dwindle off of, like, you know, the next season comes in, so then the next lot of stars come through and they don't know what to do with themselves now. They're not as relevant anymore. I think I think you know what it is. It's it's all at in uh, it's all at the individual's own discretion. Like Love Island, like we can sit here and we can intellectualize it in so many different ways. Like oh my god, it's so shallow and there's not enough diversity and we want to see more people of color and different body shapes and we want to see queer people and all and and like like I said, you can sit here and you can intellectualize this on so many different ways, but my guy like i'll be honest someone who someone like me who is very political love island for me is just a bit of fun in it like it's just a bit of escapism i don't believe yeah. that everything really needs to be intellectualized to that degree like there is a time and place and there is a like there is a space for everything and there is a space for just pure trash tv and i think that is what love island is there's no kind of parable there's no you know didactic message there is no nothing more like morally for us to gain or intellectually there's no intellectual stimulation it is just a bit of escapism i think it's just fun like we just want to see people on screen just trying to find love that's it in skimpy bikinis trying to find love and that when you're saying that it doesn't need to be um, intellectualized that doesn't mean that 
the way that stars are perhaps treated on screen oh yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. Or like the selection of them etc doesn't still need to be yeah like... i mean that that i think is a wider it's a comment on like wider society and, and as simran was saying before i think it's a comment on wider like um influence influencers slash celebrity culture and the kind of um the uh an anonymity that social media gives to people and therefore um how it kind of like equips them with you know this false bravery to go on and type horrible things that they would never usually say in real life you know mm. definitely not to people's faces um i do think that is that is a, a wider comment on kind of like social media usage um love island unfortunately is just one of those things where that that kind of um mindset and that kind of dynamic really manifests but I don't necessarily think it's a problem inherently with the show. I think it's, like I said, just social media culture because Love Island and social media are very, very inherently linked. Like, Love Island cannot enjoy and it and it would not enjoy its success without social media. Um, but what do you think then? Because, like, where do we draw the line? Because obviously people hating on people online could never be justified. Yeah. However, mm. a lot of the commentary on Love Island, for example, we at the station here are yeah. going to be covering it. We're going to yeah. be giving our opinions and stuff. Yeah. What we think about, oh, is so-and-so going to do this? Is so-and-so going to mm. go and do that? Oh, I think so-and-so is acting in this way. Mm-hmm. Like, that can still be watched back by the stars afterwards and they would feel oh no but i wasn't being like that or i wasn't doing that but then it's like kind of like is that that you you've gone on reality tv can you really ask for anything else you know what i mean that's what that's what i mean when i say it's at your own discretion like you know that when you are i mean there's there's a difference between um having opinion and making commentary and spewing hate and vitriol right mm-hmm. like like we can all have opinions um especially on a show like love island like where it is so popular and people watch it to 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 give like commentary right so if you know yourself if you're if you are going on a show like that you will be up for scrutiny you are you are essentially putting yourself up for scrutiny however that does not not warrant hate you know mm-hmm. you can't come on and say oh my god like this person is kind of like a bit jarring or oh i really didn't like how this person did this or you know t- talk about specific instances and all that kind of stuff bearing in mind that what we see is what the producers want us to see essentially yeah um but yeah. that that's not mandate to then you know call people this that and the other mm. well it's Going off that, um, one final thing relating to Love Island that we wanted to talk about was the way that the Brown community has responded to the fact that one of the starting contestants this year, um, mm-hmm. Shannon Singh, mm-hmm. is obviously um, of... Um, she's South, pun- Sa- Punjabi. Yes, she's of South Asian descent. So, And they're not very happy, some people aren't. Um, I think, Simran, you got some like examples of that oh yeah let me pull them up so people were just like really mouthing off like a lot of people on twitter kicked off and a lot of people had a lot to say and like people were you know calling her a disgrace for going on the show saying that she's an embarrassment to the Punjabi community and like you know people were saying that she should remove Singh from her name because that represents Sikhi and then you know that it's um just like it's a disgrace to the religion someone made a petition to get her out of love island oh my god jobless behavior jobless honestly brown twitter had a field day with this and they just like 
absolutely crucified the poor girl. And then a lot of people, um, I don't obviously don't think brown people, but she got a lot of racist hate and she got a lot of like trolls on like her OnlyFans and stuff. She had to like close her OnlyFans because people were like leaking the content and stuff, which is just another like commentary on how people treat people that work within the sex industry are just like revolting, honestly. And like, you know, just the lack of like respect they have sometimes for people in that industry. Similar, and um, a lot of, a lot of comments have come out on like her personal, like her sex life and like all these different like details. And it's just basically Brown Twitter's had an absolute field day. And like kind of to Helene was point that she was saying earlier that these things don't need to be intellectualized. I saw uh, quite a clever tweet earlier basically saying that Shannon's not going to go in there and preach Sikhi. She's not going to sit there and talk about her Punjabi identity or her South Asian identity or the Desi cultural community. She's not going to speak Punjabi. She's not going to make brote in the morning. You know, she's going to go in there. She says she's Scottish and she's going to talk about the, you know, cars and clothes and shoes and stuff like that that she likes, you know, or talk about you know, the weird thing about, like, Brexit they had two seasons ago, like, make funny stuff like that. You know, she's not going to go in there and start speaking about being Desi, so I don't understand why it's riled the community up so much. Is it, you know, you know the uh, hate that she was getting was a lot of it from men? Yeah, obviously. It was, like, all of the the ones that I saw from, like, Twitter yeah. was all males. Everyone saying that she was a disgrace. Everyone saying her family should be disappointed in her. They were all from males. And it's sexism, just bro. highlighting it's the misogyny that we have. Because Naz, I can't remember when he came in, maybe yeah. two seasons ago, Naz didn't get this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's, it's actually it's sexism. Like, and it's not, it's not, like, as horrible as it is, it's actually not surprising. Like, this is obviously i'm making a generalization from my own lived experience and what i know from the desi community but this is genuinely what desi men are like like they have such a they they have such a sense of entitlement over desi women like they they feel as though like they are the only ones who should have access to desi women and and they and 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 that desi women are like uh, placeholders of kind of like the virtue of desi culture and and all of these things like so like as 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 like horrible as it is it's genuinely not surprising like this is what men in real life like this is what they behave like and what they genuinely think that yeah. that a woman's only a this woman's only kind of value and, and identity is tied to representing her culture and um people bang on about representation of our community all the time across the south asian community and now we finally have it somewhere as mainstream as Love Island. And now it's a whole big mess of like, oh, this is bursty, this is shut or like this is embarrassing, this is disgraceful kind of thing. And it's like, they said this on BBC Asian Network, that like all it's showing is that Asian people have sex, Desi people have sex. Why is that so like bewildering? Yeah, and why is it so, such a taboo in our community to speak about this? We're getting the representation people so desperately ask for. And I don't know if it's because she's a woman or if it's because she's um, Desi, but people are just kicking off. And it's really like bringing out all the hatred, misogyny, racism and sexism in people. And it's pathetic, honestly. Do you, do you think that, obviously, like we said, this is a representation that people have been waiting for. And um, Shannon, especially, if you've seen her promo video, she's very... Um, open sexually she's very like like i say she's got she's got an only she's literally very comfortable with her body with her sexuality with just being open about that i think in her promo video she was like oh yeah all the girls just get their um 
upper chest area out. I don't know if I can say that on radio. <laughs> like, um, but basically, do we think, obviously she's making that progression, but do we think that ripping the plaster off like that is the best way to move forward and actually achieve change? Like, do we think I think, that... I think, I think just let the girl do what she wants. Like, who made her yeah. brand ambassador for Desi mm. culture? Yeah. Like, who, who gave her that, who gave her that role? Who gave her that label? Like, like yeah. she didn't pick that. She's, she's just a girl. She's just living her life and she happens to be Desi. Like, it's actually ridiculous the way that like Desi women are flattened and they're and they're kind of like forced into these boxes and they're forced to perform certain roles and because she is by simply simply by virtue of being a Desi woman she therefore has to be the brand ambassador for Desi culture and she has to be a certain kind of brand ambassador for Desi culture like it's but just not on even if she doesn't represent that as mm. like even if she doesn't actively represent that mm. do we think that after she's been on love island will it will will positive change happen or will do you think it do you think it's just gonna be the same when she comes off and like we're just gonna revert back to everything i don't know i'll be honest like i'm not even thinking about that because i'm not even i understand like we said j- just because she is a desi woman and naturally these conversations are going to come up and these considera- considerations will naturally come up but i'm not looking as that as her role like i'm not gonna me personally like i'm not gonna look at that and like try to intellectualize a young woman you know trying to have fun and going on a on a reality tv show as being something more than just that you know, like not everything needs to be politicized. Mm-hmm. She's not come here and said, I'm doing this so that I can break cultural stereotypes. She's just living her life, you know? And 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 obviously I know that these conversations will happen regardless because Desi people are so obsessed with what other Desi people are doing. But just leave the girl alone, man. Let her have her fun. Let her live her life. Like she didn't pick this. She didn't choose this. It's a different thing if she came forward and she said, oh, I'm here to represent the Desi community, but she hasn't, you know? Yeah. I think that's what I saw a lot as well. Like people did, there was a lot of support. On the contrary, people saying like, "Let the girl live her life." Like she's not the sole representative of brown people. She's not the sole representative of Desi female females. You know, she can kind of just live her life and do what she wants. And like this hate is so unwarranted because it's not coming towards someone that's literally going in saying that I am Desi and this is the culture I'm representing. These are the values um, that are upheld by this culture that I'm representing. She's not doing any of that. So to crucify her this much is a poor effort from anyone that has like you know kind of spoken out against her and i you know i know we're not thinking that far but you can only hope that once she gets out of the villa that she stays at this strong and she like you know has a thick skin and can kind of deal with probably what will come her way unfortunately but that in a, even though she might not have gone in there intending to but inadvertently she might be able to kind of represent a different branch of where Desi culture could go. Hmm. We just have to wait and see, aren't we? Like, for all we know, she could, that could be the first thing that she says, like, just walks in, it's like, yep, I'm representing yeah, all of yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, you yeah. know, oh, this, this is the thing, like, we just have to wait and yeah, see. Yeah, we but... can't project, in it. We can't project our own kind of, like, political mm-hmm. opinions and sensibilities onto a woman who, as far as we know, is just trying to have fun. Yeah. Yeah, from what she said, she, it's like you say, like, that shouldn't, like, be her defining feature just, exactly. because, just because she's not your typical yeah. white contestant. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be, oh, she's yeah. brown, so she's going to have some, like, issue where, oh, she wanted to be exposed and yeah. then her family pushed against her and blah, yeah. blah, blah, like, 
<laughs> need to stop like pushing those stereotypes onto people just because yeah. Yeah. they're not white, yeah. basically. Don Tolliver, once again, so underrated. I know he kind of has his accolades now, like he is very well established, but I still think he's so underrated. I mean, like he's still under the Cactus Jack brand, so he's not like quite... I think made a massive name for himself just yet outside of like Jack Boys and Travis Scott. But oh my God, listen to his album. It's so good. And now he's with Kaliuchi. So now like them two together. I just. Oh, wait. Are they actually yeah. together together? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I saw like the artwork and a bit of the music video and I saw like how they're like in the bath and I was like, oh, that's a bit close. Like, for, I, like... I know, I know. But um, it was his birthday like a few days ago, maybe last week, and then he posted a pic of them together and I think that was like the announcement. No, cute. But I yeah, can't, no. I can't lie, I love headphones in, so I didn't hear anything of what Simran just oh, said. Sorry. But, but she know. seemed very enthusiastic from the video. But yeah, basically, message is go and check out um, Don Tolliver's album. What's it called, Simran? Um, Heaven or Hell. That's just, like, it's not, it's not just come out, it's not recent. It came out like last year or something. Oh. But it is so good. And I just want him to make more of a name for himself outside of like, the Cactus Jack, Jack Boys kind of brand. Like, because him on his own, he's so talented. Like, he's on my bucket list concerts. Like, I have to go and see him. Like, honestly, just so good. For like alternate R&B vibes killing it i love it there we go guys. <laughs> thank you right so we've just got a little bit of time now before we have an interview with our special guest of the week which is silver finger sing he's going to be talking to us about his new single lioness but before that i just thought we could have a little bit of a talk about um football so but first of all, have you guys been watching any of the matches, the Euros? Uh, like when it's on my on. No, my no. When my family are watching it and it's on, like I'll just sit, but I'm not really paying attention. I just know I got Croatia in the Pie Radio sweepstakes. Am I out yet? I think you're out. Oh, Wait, are you? I don't know actually. Maybe. Well, well, I'm not. Oh, I don't uh, I was a bit gassed because I remember Croatia beat us, yeah, yeah, England in the uh, tw- in the World Cup. And but the first game of England and Croatia this year, England won. Uh, and then my cousin was telling me that apparently their squad hasn't changed like since from when they were good. So apparently they're not that great anymore. I'm just checking, Simran, who you have. I did tell Carlos that if I, I didn't win, I'm quitting. Tell me what I had. Oh yeah, Sim- sorry, Simran, you got Turkey. You're out. Am I out? I, don't I got who? Turkey. Oh come on, man. <laughs> Um, Are they out? Yeah, sorry. They came bottom of the group. <laughs> they did a good... They... Oh, my cousin oh. said they were supposed to be like, a bit like underdogs this year. Like yeah. People thought they might have been underdogs, but okay, apparently Well, not. I watched a bit Turkey. of the match. Yeah, I watched a bit of their first match, which I think was the, one of the first matches, and it was um, against Italy. Yeah, it was the first and, one. Yeah, and um, they, they literally, for the first half, kept it nil-nil. Oh, um, that's good. And then it went to three 0 Because Italy are like one of the be- Italy are like oh. one of the best teams. Yeah. Yeah, and guys, but guys, disclaimer: I did tell I did tell Carlos that I will quit the show if I don't if he doesn't make fix the sweet sweepstakes, sweepstakes so that I win. Right. And I don't think he's done this. So uh, this is our last show, guys. It's been emotional. <laughs> well, 
Croatia is still in it, but they're against oh! they're against Spain on Monday, which is my team in the sweepstakes. Oh, Carlos, Carlos! What's the prize? Um, probably something out of my own pocket. Not gonna lie, I set it up. I'm probably just gonna buy three oh, no. of like chocolate or something. I don't know. I just want the glory, honestly. <laughs> Fair, but basically, England, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think they've been playing, in my opinion, average. Um, they, they performed well against Croatia in the first match. Then they drew nil-nil against Scotland, which everyone's just a bit like, what? Like, because obviously, no offence to Scotland, but they're not exactly renowned for their footballing ability. Yeah. So everyone's a bit like, what's going on there? But then they did win against Czech Republic Um this week as well which means that they are through to the next round of 16 which they're playing against germany which is going to be a tough one oh, okay but i wanted to talk more about the idea of actually just football fans and i know obviously we've talked a lot about football fans in regards Hooliganism. to like yeah and like racism and also in regards to this whole super league stuff as well we've had a bit of discussion about that but i just got thinking because obviously I think whenever it's the Euros or whenever it's the World Cup, mm-hmm. um, the whole nation just kind of turns into a bit of like a, what's it called? Like the support is there. And in some respects, it's maybe a bit nice to just see that everyone's like a bit more happy, that everyone's mm. just sort of like, yeah. that sense of like, I don't know how to say it. It is quite nationalistic, yeah. but like, it's like, it's, it's positive. yeah but then it's like on the other hand i am kind of like is it possible and also you know especially the attire that people wear for example like wearing like england like face things and all that that that, (laughs) that makes me itch yeah exactly this is the thing like obviously people are going to do that though because at the end of the day that is the england flag (laughs) and they're representing our country yeah but for some of the population obviously that flag represents so much more than yeah. just representing the country it represents people who are obsessed with nationalism and use that flag as a way mm. of like hitting back against yeah, anyone yeah, who yeah. they don't deem to be from here yeah. so i'm just kind of like where do you draw the line because i was just i i didn't end up going in the end but i was going to go to some um, match thing mm. like to watch the czech republic game and I was thinking that, oh, like, I mean, I kind of want to, like, dress up a bit, but I'm also, like, I feel weird almost, like, you know what I mean? Because you, you just associate it with so much negativity. Like, mm, but then it's, like, mm. at the end of the day, there, that, that, that's our flag. You know what I mean? It's just, like, what, what's the solution? I mean, I can't lie. I don't claim it, innit? Like, mm. <laughs> me personally, that's just never going to be me. Like, I mean, to be yeah. fair, Carlos, you are literally also half English, right? Yeah. So, like, that is like ethnically that is also like half of you so i guess it's a bit different there but like me personally i just i just was never i just could never but i think it's not necessarily to do with like even on a football even even like on a football kind of sense like i don't necessarily feel like i'd say the only time i ever felt as though i was rooting for england in any capacity was like in the 2018 like world cup because we actually got far because yeah and like because everyone was just on it and i was like okay (laughs) Um, and also that summer, I think it was a summer. You know, twenty eighteen summer banged. Yeah. That that was uh, the the yeah. Love Island World Cup combination summer. You know, and like we had like a oh heat, god yeah, wear a jacket for three wave, months yeah. straight that summer. You know, so I think that the sun was doing a little something to me. Mm. But 
I don't know. It's it's not necessarily like obviously you're right in terms of saying that. Obviously, at the end of the day, I'm half English, so I could wear the English, I could wear the Indian, like whatever. But it's, I get what you it's, mean. It's about like what, what it, it represents. represents. Yeah, and like, also, oh sorry. I was just gonna say, like for example, like thinking about when you see the people on those like BNP and in um, what's it called in mm-hmm. um, EDL marches and literally mm-hmm. mar- when they're doing that, they're marching around like it's so stupid in the yeah. in their night in their night armor and like literally blasting england and that's that's what they use as their way of saying yeah. like we reject anything that yeah. isn't like yeah. english but then what yeah. is english you know and also I mean? so like so generally guys let's let's get it let's um get it straight that like, nationalism is like inherently violent like any kind of nationalism apart from what like so politically and ideologically there's a there's um like political theorists have made a distinction between like general nationalism and what they call pragmatic nationalism and pragmatic nationalism would be for example like palestinian nationalism so when a uh, a, a group of people are at, at threat so the nationalism that they articulate to articulate sovereignty and freedom and liberation basically that is known as pragmatic nationalism and in those situations that's called it's a political tool but gen- more generally nationalism actually this was kind of like my master's thesis i spoke a lot about this this kind of like theory of of nationalism being inherently exclusionary inherently violent um nationalism breeding more nationalism all that kind of stuff um and especially english nationalism given the fact that england is literally historically the the imperial heart um and on top of that given the fact that football is inherently racist football hooliganism is very very intimately tied with um you know racism and and all that kind of stuff like you can't you can't just look at the flag as a benign indicator of a football team Mm. so then what what's the solution then because uh, there is not yeah. unfortunately english england in england you just have to face your front in it like it, it's just trash the people parting this flag i think obviously as we know they're probably not thinking that far they're not thinking this deeply into it i think for them it's more about the fact that they can kind of get rid of the club rivalries the liverpool arsenal like man united man city they can get rid of those little like smaller rivalries and they can get together and represent their country as a whole against um the european countries which is probably when people don't like it's probably what is going through their mind but they fail they like kind of neglect to account for the history of imperialism and the racist undertones of basically what that flag portrays yeah. and i think in a lot of ways they're kind of exclusivity they kind of create in amongst themselves and kind of leaving out people that don't fit into what necessarily is english culture like carlos you said like what even is what does being english even mean Mm. Mm. i mean there is there is a mainstream mainstream idea of of notion of of englishness yeah yeah Um, but then even then it's like are you even english because if we're gonna go back like you're very likely to be um what's called derived from like um scandinavia yeah, and yeah, the vikings yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that so like are you even like if you're gonna use that argument then like you know what i mean I yeah yeah i i do get what you mean but also again it is like we can't ignore the fact that we know what people are saying when they say english like yeah, no, there is there is a mainstream yeah. established and accepted notion and national imagination of what it is to be english and who the english are um yeah and that that is very inherently violent because of the history of empire. Mm. 
And the culture of football upholds that massively. Yeah, so when you go around like waving that flag around, talking about how proud you are to be English, mm. it doubles up as a kind of you admitting that you're slightly racist sometimes, yeah. yeah. And, and also like also also um so football hooliganism is a way of um quelling working like historically football hooliganism and football as a general sport um has been used um by people kind of further up in society as a way to quell working class dissent so they would kind of give these working class people a outlet um to to kind of air their frustrations and 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 get violent and get rowdy and and you know engage in hooliganism um so as to uh basically um they let off steam so that they don't they don't reserve it for like political dissent basically right um now we know historically again that working class people have been because of the people higher up in society but working class people have been kind of like brainwashed and and um, made to uh reproduce racist rhetoric right so again naturally football hooliganism is going to be a place where that that is uh, uh, apparent and that manifests so again you just can't see it as a benign flag can you no no it's just annoying it's just it's just annoying isn't it because it's kind of like what what there's no simple solution there's no like way to do it there's, there's just you just have to you either don't wear the flag because you don't feel comfortable with it or you adopt it but at the same time you just constantly have in your head like yeah i mean essentially what this what we're talking about is like english character right so english national character so the national character of england the national character of english history and the national character of english people now the reason why this whole english england flag as a football flag is not is not a self-contained thing because of the politics that we've just described and the reason why you will never be able to just don it as 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 a football flag is because england itself has not reformed its national character right england itself has not come forward and um, made admissions for its horrendously violent, you know, imperial past, um, its current racist, you know, structures. Um, it's not paid any kind of reparations. It's not reformed anything, basically. So the problem more so is the, is the on is, is an ongoing problem with English national character that means that the football flag is not just a football flag. I feel like if England made an, an some kind of attempt um you know to dismantle its racist structures and to face its front you know in terms of its past it would be a very different thing mm. no, but right now you agree. cannot separate the two you just cannot yeah so basically change needs to happen on a wider level yeah like the national character of the country needs to needs needs reforming before people can don the flag without the negative implications for sure do you think that with happens with with saying that, though, if we look at other countries, mm. obviously England's not great, but then also this isn't to say that every other country is perfect. So do you reckon that should be a thing with every single country? Like, people shouldn't necessarily be proud to rep the flag if their actual country isn't switching up, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like I said, guys, nationalism itself is just inherently violent. Nationalism is inherently exclusionary because nationalism works on the basis of, like, um ethno-linguistics so it's basically the idea that this group of people who are this share the same ethnicity and, and language and whatever else form this form a rigid uh 
labeled group but by virtue of that you have to then ex exclude people right so nationalism is never good unless it's pragmatic nationalism any final comments simran i think it's almost just at this point we accept that football is a racist but there is racism that's deep rooted in football and the culture and the culture of football is deep rooted in english culture the two yeah. go very hand in hand and that representing the flag represents a history of imperialism and mm. i the same way that like um halima just said that nationalism in all domains except for pragmatic nationalism is kind of inherently violent and um creates like an in-group and out-group sort of thing is true but then you don't see it i think with other countries because other countries don't have the imperial yeah, and colonial yeah, past yeah, that yeah, we yeah. do it's not as in your face where it's not as like you know you look at it and it's not so like visually like almost like offending to the eyes yeah, yeah. i kind of see the england flag you know put on someone's face and i think oh my god you look a bit like but if i see it like the spanish flag or like the colombian flag or something i'm not i don't feel the same kind of hostility coming from it yeah but then yeah, yeah. someone say yeah of course like nationalism like... sorry nationalism can be um like uh universally violent but not all countries have the same national history right yeah so... like someone who's um from um catalan like barcelona that, catalonia sorry they probably see the spanish flag and are immediately just feeling a bit like mm, exactly like, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 definitely now we've got a very special guest today this is Sim silver finger sing and he's going to be telling us a bit about his latest single lioness i'll leave you to it Shout out to all the Mango Masala family, yeah. Real honour for me to be on the, uh, you know, chatting with you tonight, man. So thank you, bro. No, thank you for joining me. So obviously the main reason for us talking today is your new single, Lioness. So for those that might not know of you, do you want to just give a bit of um, a background about what you're about, what your type of music you're into, and why you've decided to go with this new song, Lioness? All right, cool. So yeah, so hi everyone. My name is Raj, Silverfinger Sing. I come from Leeds. So yeah, you know, the North is in the house right here alongside my boy uh, Guns. So yeah, absolutely buzzing. Uh, I've been songwriting for many, you know, uh, elements and, and, you know, involved in workshops and, and uh, you know, helping the youth where we can. Uh, I've been on the road, I've, I've toured as a musician, I've been around the UK, you know, had a couple, one, two dates in Europe as well, which was amazing, expo, you know, experience for me. Um, you know, my dad as well, I've got, I've got a, a young little lad and, uh, you know, I just love music. You know, music's been a massive part of my family because uh, uh, I come from a very musical family, so it's been a massive part of my life and uh you know i just i just love to express myself uh i'm on the radio as well you know i'm uh, very proud to say that i represent my hometown leeds on a bbc radio as well and i've got a show once a week you know playing the the, the finest in asian fusion sounds and um you know i'm here today to speak with you my bro talking all about the brand new single lioness which is my personal dedication to you know all the amazing women in our lives um, I wanted to dedicate this track to, to, to my wife because, you know, she's seen me go through, you know, many hard times and hardships, you know, whilst, you know, I've been, uh, 
you know, growing as a musician and, and aspiring to do bigger and better things. And, you know, salute her for sticking by me throughout all these years. And, you know, I wanted to give something back to her in the form of my art. And and, and this is where, you know, the, the, the idea of Lioness came through because, you know, that's who she is to me. You know what I mean? She's always standing there by me, by my side and loving me like nobody else could. And that's where those lyrics came from. Um, so, yeah, bro, that, that's the concept there. So it's really heartwarming to hear you speak so fondly of your wife there. Um, I can't help but also think, obviously, of your song that I last know you released, which was um, The Core, which, yes. um, again, was sort of a dedication to um, Sikh women. Um, so yes. how, how important is it to you to in, embed your faith within your music? Because you seem to certainly be doing it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Gerns. I mean, it, it, it was just an amazing coincidence how, you know, it was the car and then we followed up with, with Lioness, you know, because both were written in, in two very different time frames. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just you know, the beauty of God, isn't it? You know, how these things happen. So yeah, very grateful. But, you know, to answer your question, yeah, it's very, very important, you know, to me to, to, to represent, you know, who we are and, and to, you know, fully express you know what we're made of into into the you know the the digital world that we are today so whatever's inside me is, is coming out right now in the form of this digital art you know and you know as mentioned you know i wanted to give back to, to my grandma and, and 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 highlight the amazing times that we spent together and that's where you know the call came from and and a very similar concept now in lioness but you know it was never written that oh yeah we're going to do this one first and then do that you know they're both just topics that just came to me individually in two very isolated moments in time. Um, but you know, it's just amazing how they've they've followed each other in in the in the release format. So yeah, very grateful. Um, and you know, just looking to to just spread those good vibes as much as I can, my bro. For sure. And obviously, your latest single, Lioness. Um, it's not solo. You have got um, other featured artists. So how was it working with them? Yeah. No. Thank you for asking. So yeah. First of all, shout out to my bro. Ham Sundu out there in Canada you know me and him worked on the music together uh, you know he's a very very talented brother you know he's uh, written for people like you know Divine Segunda Carlo you know Big Boy Deep you know many many big big names there and you know he's a really humble brother man so I'm proud you know to be representing Yorkshire to be you know working alongside someone like him yeah so big up to him right here and uh, shout out to my bro Gopal as well you know who come through for me man you know G exclusive um I essentially have the whole concept written in my head, you know, uh, the hook and, you know, what my verse was, but, you know, there was space. And I said to Gopal, I said, yo, my bro, come, I need you to come in on this, man. You know, I want you to, you know, feel the hook and then I want you to come with a verse as well, man. And, you know, he absolutely loved it. And, you know, he then ended up co-writing the, the hook with us as well. And then, you know, he delivered his verse, man. And, you know, here we are, my bro, you know, absolutely buzzing, you know, so so grateful to, you know, because at the end of the day, we've all grown up together, you know, me and people like Gopal, for example, you know, I'm a little bit older than him still, but we've all grown up in a very similar age bracket. And, you know, here we are, you know, from from young men to, to adults now, and, you know, we're writing songs together and composing, man. So it's a, a big thing, man, you know, uh, representing local sounds, local people coming together and, and doing what we're, we're here to do best, man. So, yeah, I'm over the moon, you know. I'm glad to hear that. Um, and I wasn't aware, actually, that it was such a global project. Just going to the charge producer, Mr. In the Goldfinger, as well. You know, nothing, nothing goes without his say. So you know, he he's been there, everything uh, involved in everything from the writing to you know confirming the 
music to his percussion elements and then the mastering as well so you know salute to mr g as well man so you've already talked a bit about how you are such like proud to represent the north to represent leeds yorkshire so how does it feel to be a, an artist in the north in the current musical mm -hmm. climate yeah uh, i'm enjoying it i'm absolutely enjoying it you know as we have been you know since i first started doing this thing and you know i'm i'm proud to see there's so many more you know northern artists that are getting out there you know um i wouldn't want to name drop because there's so many i wouldn't want to miss anybody but you know there's people from bradford you know leeds you know manchester liverpool so many amazing places in the north that that, that are, 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 are you know ripe with so much amazing culture yeah and you know more and more artists are coming to the forefront now so you know for me it's i'm very proud and and honored you know and you know if my music is contributing towards waving the flag you know said for the north then you know i'm i'm totally honored to do that man and i'm very proud you know being involved in you know many projects you know including mif um you know leads 2023 you know so I've, I've i've been in and around you know many places in the north performing my music and uh, you know showcasing it to everybody so yeah my bro i'm, I'm very proud you know i want to see more i want to see more representation you know of the north uh you know not just nationally and not just you know regionally but globally as well you know because uh, you know we're very proud to wreck everybody else but you know i think that there needs to be a, an equal balance you know with with also you know equal representation as well so definitely you know we, we need to just keep pushing you know and platforms like yourself you know doing amazing things representing for that south asian culture and and, and heritage so you know salute to all the family yeah big up yeah definitely right back at you because obviously you're doing exactly the same thing over in leeds um showcasing um, the latest in asian talent and also obviously from the north as well and um, it's funny obviously you've said you don't want to name drop but what i was going to ask is um is there anyone in the current like scene not not maybe not even just asian just in generally who you look up to or who you've got your eye on as like oh yeah i really like them i like what they're doing sort of thing yeah man i mean you know there, there's there's so many you know notable people i mean i think i think you know the the name that's on everyone's tongue right now is you know the moose tape in it yeah so you know respect to mr sid the moose absolutely killing it you know and you know what he's done with with this moose tape is you know he's definitely taken hip-hop because i'm not going to just define it as desi hip-hop it's hip-hop yeah and he's pushed it you know uh far and wide as possible you know and, and representing for Bande in that genre you know and it's like oh asians can't do rap and asians can't do this but yo he's absolutely proved that you know so yeah salute to him obviously another big track that that's dropped um you know this, this week as well you know you've had him on the shows well you know man that raps a better you know he's absolutely flying high man you know i love the fusions what he's doing and, and i love his voice he's so strong with his singing and you know linking up with uh, the og you know sukshinda shinda that is a massive look you know um and them two are sounding great you know what a, what a wicked track um and then you know people that are a little bit closer to home you know i've got i've got my uncle Mr. Aziz Ibrahim, I'm looking at him as well with the, you know his amazing works that he's putting out, and you know we're gearing up uh, to, to hit the road again. We're hoping soon, you know, to bring some more of that monkey business culture. You know, we've got a couple of dates set, you know, uh, in Leeds and, and other places. So yeah, you know, him and Mr. 
Goldfinger are going to be back on the road, man. You know, playing that monkey business sound. And uh, salute to Mr. Ian Brown as well, man. You don't know. Family matters, yeah? Coming to the end of the interview now, um, I was just going to ask him, what can we expect from you in the future? Obviously, we've already discussed your first um, few tracks this year have been surrounding, amplifying um, and celebrating the women in your life. Um, so what's next for you? We've got some other singles that are ready to follow, you know, very proud. Um, um, I, I can confirm that the next song is written with an amazing singer from Manchester. Her name's Natasha. Her stage name is Tasia Sky. Uh, you know, what an amazing artist, you know, she's got amazing uh, culture, you know, to, to, to her roots as well. And I absolutely got so much love and respect for her, man. You know, she's a great vocalist. So I can't wait to, to, to share that with you guys. We're hoping that's going to be out in September. Uh, we're going to film the video in August, we're hoping for. And yeah, more feel good vibes, you know, Asian fusion you know I, I cannot wait it's uh, summer vibes you know we're going to be we're going to be really celebrating with that track so yeah you know please definitely you know uh, keep a lookout for that I've uh, also been working on a on a very very interesting fusion as well with a, a group from Warrington shout out to the Wenatchee tribe um, the best way to describe the track is like hip-hop with like uh like a cypress hill kind of feel to it with like that rick ross kind of vibe you know because you've got that real deep hip-hop you've got that asian influence but then you've also got that sort of rock element to it as well and that's where the cypress hill influence comes in um you know we've got a, a choir singer on there as well you know he's manchester based as well uh tyndale thomas obe you know what an amazing guy um and you know he's he's blessed us with his amazing vocals on there as well man so yeah you know i'm gonna be definitely not just going in one direction with these sounds you know we're going as far and wide as possible but still with those you know with those asian roots being the, the fundamental uh, and foundation of the sound you know so you know and, we, and we've got some other vibes as well lined up so yeah my bro you know guns thank you for asking a question there's going to be a fair few things on the way so you know holy holy we're going to get them out to you guys and you know we can't wait to share them man now like, honestly hearing you talk about them just now i'm excited to hear such a variety of stuff you got planned and especially to hear that there was so many different artists from the north as well it's really great to see yeah so just yeah, for anyone definitely. out there that might not know where they can find you do you want to let them know yeah definitely man so first of all shout out to all the mango masala family yeah pie radio the north is in the house it's silver finger sing representing uh, alongside my bro Gerns, man and yeah if you want to follow me you can find me on the likes of uh, Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitter. Uh, it's Silver Finger Sing. Eloquently said, like my bro Gerns did at the very start. So thank you, my bro. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, just want to just say, look, you know, we're, you know, the last 12, 12 to 18 months have been really tough uh, for a lot of people globally. You know, I know me from a personal perspective, I've seen, you know, many people that are close to me, you know, suffering as well and, and certain family people. So, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, no, like, look, we're almost there now, guys. Let's not spoil it by by partying too early, if you know what I'm trying to say. So, you know, let's just remember, you know, there are still restrictions in place. You know, make sure that you're doing what's right by you, which is staying on top of your hygiene. And if you have to leave the house, make sure you've got your mask on, man. Don't be spreading nothing around, you know? Even if you might be negative, still just make sure that you're staying on top of things and making sure that you're looking after yourself and also the people that are around you as well, man. So, yeah, stay safe, stay blessed. Hopefully, July, we're going to be flying. If not, then we'll still be here on digital. <laughs> Waiting for the next announcement, yeah? So big up, everyone. Yes, so you can catch 
Silver Fingersing on Instagram, on YouTube, on Spotify, all of that. So make sure to go give him a follow and listen to his music. Make sure to also tune into his radio show on BBC Radio Leeds. But also, we're going to be giving his track a spin now. So that is going to conclude this week's Mango Masala. Thanks a lot for tuning in, everyone that has. It's been a pleasure as always. We will be back next week, same time, 3 to 5, on Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth radio station. 